Do you feel like you're barely keeping your head above water? That no matter how hard you try, meaningful progress remains out of reach? Heather gets that. She battled an eating disorder for years before seeking help. Now in recovery, Heather is here to tell you that positive change is possible even when it doesn't feel that way. Join her as she shares openly about her struggles and small triumphs. Fair warning, though. Heather doesn't hold back. Her candid story may trigger some. But for those wanting honesty, hope, and healing, this is 1% Better with Heather. The information and stories shared on 1% Better are based on host Heather's personal experiences with eating disorders and mental health challenges. Heather is not a licensed doctor, therapist, dietitian, or other health professional. Her advice and opinions should not be taken as professional medical advice. Please consult your physician or a qualified health provider regarding any medical or health-related issues. 1% Better also contains descriptions of eating disorders that may be triggering for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Hey there, my little gaffers, and welcome to 1% Better with Heather. On today's episode, we are going to talk about fear foods and fear food jars. Now, this is just my opinion and my experience. Take it with a grain of salt. First off, when I was put into the hospital under duress, that's a whole nother story. We'll get into that. I was hooked up to a feeding tube and a bunch of machines. So for like the first three days, I didn't have any solid food. They had to get my levels right. And then slowly they would introduce breakfast, lunch, dinner. Now for breakfast, I would always get an English muffin with craft peanut butter, a piece of fruit, and a yogurt. Now, this is the one thing I will say. Craft peanut butter is my kryptonite. I love craft peanut butter. It is the one thing that I always allowed myself. And I swear it's probably the reason why I'm alive today, <laughs> to be honest. I know not everybody will do that with peanut butter. I know peanut butter is a fear food for a lot of people. Not me. Love it. Food group. So, when I left the hospital of July of 2022, I stopped recovery. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to do it. However, when I started eating disorder recovery December 30th, 2022, I did the all-in process. Now, I don't care what process you're doing. I don't care if you're working with a dietitian, doctors, or you're going to go all in. Whatever you're doing to help yourself and do this recovery, you do you. I can only say what I did. So I thought, okay, well, I know I can have English muffins and peanut butter because I already worked through all that trauma in the hospital. It's sort of I guess, on the safe food side. So I started with that. And then I would gear myself up for other things. The one particular day was, okay, I'm like, I need to add this one thing that I've been craving back into my everyday life. It was an apple fritter from Krispy Kreme. Now, I live in Canada. There is not a lot of Krispy Kremes around. Lucky for me, I live four blocks from one. And I love 
love donuts. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down to Krispy Kreme. I'm going to go get my apple fritter. Life's going to be good. Here's how it actually worked out. I drove into the parking lot. I opened my door. I shut my door. I left. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I drove around the parking lot. I opened my door. I shut my door. I left. That happened three days in a row. So I call this like dress rehearsal. Think about acting. I'm like, okay. So once I did that a couple times, I got more comfortable with being in the parking lot. And if anyone saw me, they're probably like, who's this crazy lady? But eventually, one day, I got out of the car, went through the front doors, and smelt the most delicious aroma. I swear that's what heaven has to smell like because there's nothing better than that dough frying in the oil, the sugars, all the scents. Oh, it just, oh, I love it. I love it. So I get my apple fritter. I come home. I put the apple fritter on the table and I stare at it for hours. And I'm like, Heather, you got to eat this donut. And the scent is like killing me, right? I'm like, I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. And I did. I eventually did it. So what I'm saying with all this is it's a process. You're not going to probably hit it out of the ballpark the first time around. You need to work up to these things. Now, once I ate all that donut, I had to sit with some feelings. Because Slick, my eating disorder voice, was telling me the most horrible things about myself. I went, lied in my bed, and cried and waited for the feeling to pass. That is the most horrible thing ever to deal with. If you're going through this, you have my sympathy. But we have to sit in the feelings. We have to sit in the shit. We have to process all this. We have to get it through our brains. The donut is not the enemy. Slick or eating disorder voice is. Donut good, slick bad. So then I said to myself, all right, I'm going to go get a donut again the next day. I drove into the parking lot, opened the door, shut the door, and I left. But I circled back. I parked. I went through the front door again, got my donut, came home. I didn't have to look at it. for as long as I did the last time. I ate it. I cried. I sat in the shit. And I did it all over again the next day. And I did it until I didn't feel like Slick was in control. And I wasn't crying anymore. And the donut was not my enemy. Move it into fear food jars. I hate these. This is like my worst nightmare come true. I could never do this. I need to work myself up. If you can go do that, okay, good for you. But I'm going to ask you a question. Are you sitting in the shit? Are you crying after what you did? Are you okay with what you did? Could you go do it again tomorrow? 
because fear food jars are exactly like a dare. If I dared you to go jump off a cliff right now, you'd probably look at me like I have 10 heads or you have one of those, I'll show you sides of you and you go and do it. Would you do it again? Probably not. And you just move on with your life. Eating disorder recovery is not a race. You need to process things. If you're just going from one thing to another, to another, to another, and not processing anything, let me tell you, you are going to be sent back to go pretty freaking quick. I know why these jars are popular. And in, in my opinion, it's because they bring views and likes to a TikTok account. Ask yourself, is that person doing this in it for the right reasons? Or do they want like some views and sponsorship? Do I believe these people doing fear food jars are actually going out, getting the food and eating the food? Yes. But I also don't think that food is staying inside their body. I don't. I call bullshit. Because the one thing that these creators do, they love to show off their body. Of course they do. That's part of an eating disorder. You want to show off your body. You want to show off on how great you think you look. I'm guilty of it. I know. But if you're telling me you went out and ate 10 pizzas that night and your body hasn't changed at all, come on. Think about it. Now, I live in Canada. There is no TikTok creator fund in Canada. I couldn't quit my job and be a TikTok creator. It doesn't work like that. Yes, I could probably get some sponsors or whatever else, but it's it's not the same as other countries. The thing is, when you look at creators that do this and you look at their numbers, they're kind of screwed at this point. And let me tell you why. Because when you have to sign a contract with companies, they are basing it off your appearance. It's exactly like being an actor or a model. You can't change your hair. You can't gain any weight. You can't pierce your ears. You have to look exactly the same as when they hired you until the job is done. So most of these creators now can't, can't go into recovery. They can't change. They are screwed. They will stay in their eating disorder and raking in the dough, sure, and telling people who believe them that they're doing all this and they're in eating disorder recovery. They are not. I'm not saying all of them are doing this, but I will say mm, 99% of them are. You have to learn to really pick people apart. And I know, I know that sounds horrible. But if you're looking to recover and you're looking to influencers to help you, you really have to ask yourself, are they really recovered? Are they really doing all this stuff? I will be honest. I will, and I won't name them on here. 
out of everyone that I watch on social media, I believe two are recovered. That's it. Two. Out of, I can't even tell you, hundreds of people that I watch. I I know I sound like a total asshole, but if you want to get better, you have to do things a certain way and you can't be doing it for likes and views. That's all for this episode of 1% Better. To continue the conversation, head over to our website at www.1percentbetter.ca where you can access more stories and resources. We'd also love it if you subscribed and left us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And remember, friends, progress takes patience, perspective, and sometimes a little help from people who get it. So be kind to yourself and others as we work to get 1% better every day. We'll see you back here next week.